Hello and welcome to Touchline from Kasper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Kas. Nice being back. It's nice being back. Yeah. Well, and it's only going to be back for a while. Yeah, it could have been under better circumstances, yeah. but uh, we still have the privilege of talking rugby. At uh, least we, we can talk play. rugby. Yeah, we can talk rugby, but we can't play rugby. But let's leave that for the for the last segment. Um, let's start with a with a curry cup scores for this past week. Uh, Cheetahs Griquas game. Cheetahs thirty three. Uh, Griquas thirty two. Western Province thirty five. Lions thirteen. Mark, your thoughts on the curry cup games? Well, firstly, as we spoke last week, um, yet again, you look at the scores, quite high-scoring games. Um, you know, it speaks speaks volumes of, of the defensive weaknesses, if one can call it that, in, in, in all the teams. Uh, one nice thing, though, with, with high-scoring games, and I know, you know, you speak to a guy like Andre Pollard trying to speak positive stuff into the Springbok camp with regards to the type of play that we play, but... You know, if you if you look at that, and, and it's quite entertaining, and it shows South Africa can actually attack if they want to, um, keep ball in hand and spread it wide and so forth. But, you know, there's many questions questions around it. Um, if you look at the Curry Cup in general, there's many questions with regards to the integrity of the game because of COVID and some games not taking place and some teams getting four points and then it's a draw because... Um, you can't field two teams and so forth. So there's many questions being asked, but it is what it is. And, and you know, the whole world is in the same boat at the moment. We're just fortunate that we still have rugby. Um, we're getting into the business end of the Curry Cup now. I think there's two two rounds left. And then it's straight into knockouts. Um, what is what is interesting, though, is um, that there's technically only two teams, technically, that can definitely make the playoffs, the balance of them are so close to each other that whatever happens over the next two rounds, those are the ones that, that could go through. The other thing to note that is um, a team like the Lions is obviously part of the, the Pro 14 teams that are going to play in Europe, um, yet they're lying right at the bottom. There's a lot of question marks regards to the coaching staff, um, Rudolf Stroyli, I think it was today or yesterday, announced that they definitely having a look at the reshuffling coaching. Um, but what they there want to do is he hasn't gone into detail though. But they want to look at coaches for specific competitions, um, so he won't necessarily have the same coaching staff coaching Curry Cup and Super Rugby and wherever they go. So, um, but in general, I think uh, rugby in South Africa is is in a positive space, and I think a lot of that. Is because the box are doing well, um, but Curry Cup specific. Um, what I'm happy about is the so-called smaller unions like Rikwas and yes. the Pumas that are right up there. And who knows? Hopefully, giving them a decent run. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, at least one of them will make the playoffs. And that that for those franchises would be a, a great achievement this year. Yes. Let's see how it ends. Let's hope that the the Curry Cup can do do well or the teams in the Curry Cup will do well and that the Lions can can better and go and do us proud in Europe. Yeah, look, uh, uh, you know, from a Curry Cup point of view, let's first hope that, uh, you know, there's so much COVID and so much happening in South Africa at the moment. Let's hope that competition can, can finish. Let's hope. Um, oh. You know, so that's a sad part. So, um, 
think, you know, for, for these guys, they're all professional players and that. They know they know what's at stake. Um, part of, you know, one mustn't forget the way that the Curry Cup was structured this year, that they play a midweek game and a, and a weekend a lot of rugby. game. Yeah. You know, for those guys and the coach, you know, the Lions have got a young coaching, coaching staff. Um, and I'm not saying they got it wrong. Don't get me wrong at, at all. Um, but it's, it's difficult. You know, you, you basically nearly select two different sides depending on when you play in the week because of player fatigue and so on and so forth, you know. And who knows, the Lions, the Lions might not have as much depth, well, definitely won't as, have as much depth as uh, the Bulls, for argument's sake. Yes. Um, so it makes it difficult for them, you know. So um, And then, you know, they don't have all the Springboks and all the big names that have come back from, from overseas and that. So they're still building and, and one needs to understand that. I don't think the bosses would like to understand that because obviously they're there for results. Um, but yeah, let's let's have a look what happens and hopefully they can pull one or two off now in the last two rounds and, and you know, um, get back to, to winning ways. Yeah. I'm sure they can do that. Um, luckily, the Sharks are one of the teams up there. Thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> well done, Sean Everett and, yeah, and yeah. team. Um, moving on to to Springbok rugby, uh, the game Springboks against Argentina. Springboks thirty two, Argentina twelve. Um, I think a lot of people expected Argentina to do a bit better than what they actually did, um, and it just seemed like the box outplayed them. Let's let's hope it can continue this coming week, um, and that the Argentina's Argentinians don't come back with a with a massive bang and and upset the box. Well, look, firstly, uh, we're fortunate that we can basically feel two sides any given day. Yes. Um, whether whether our so-called B side is good enough to to perform against the best in the world, different story. Having said that, two years ago, that's exactly what we did against both Argentina and New Zealand, um, and we did reasonably well. Um, what is good about our Springbok side is that many of them in the last few weeks have notched up 50 test caps. Uh, Lourdes de Jager will get his 50th, 50th cap now this coming yes. weekend. Um, when we go away to Australasia, there's a few others that, that will be qualifying to, to get their 50th cap. So we, we're in the right space. I think there's there's a nice mix of young and old um, some seasoned campaigners that are still young. I mean, Lourdes Jager is only 28, and he's already played playing now in his 50th cap. Um, but if you look at the game specific of, of the weekend that passed, um, I think many, many people were cautiously positive um, with regards to South Africa's result and, and, and pulling it through. But I think if you, if you really look into it, you know, you'd think that we'd win. Um, and maybe with a five or six pointer and whatever, one would never have thought. Well, I suppose some of the pure pundits would have would have. Uh, if you're a gambling man. Yeah, you would have said by twenty or whatever cause a bonus point. Um, but I think that in itself is is a great result for for us. The scary part here is uh, Jacques Nienaber and Sia Kulisi said they actually got it wrong with regards to the bonus point. Um, they didn't realise that you only needed to score three tries more than the team that you're playing against to get a bonus point. Uh, so they initially thought we lost out on a bonus point until after the game, <laughs> uh, which is scary uh, for them. But in any case, be it as it may, 
um, you know, we got a bonus point, and and you know, if if and and thankfully our defence is good because if Argentina scored in the last two minutes in the game, then we wouldn't have had a bonus point because the rules say that you need to score three tries or more than the team that you're playing against. So, um, but as I said, Beard has made this weekend coming now. It's wholesale changes yet again, yes. um, which I think is a is a is a very good thing because. Um, you know, we're going away to Australasia now and then there's a two-week layoff and then the third week we play a test match again. So these guys, in theory, would not have played in four weeks and then possibly had to play against Australia. So uh, I think I think this weekend Australia, I mean, sorry, Argentina is definitely going to be a better side. Yes. The same as the box did against the British and Irish Lions. They got better and better as the tournament com- uh, continued. Um but one would one would think that we will be too good for them, you know. That same side, barring three or four players, played against the British and Irish Lions, and we should be too too good for them. Yeah, you were talking about the, the South African B team, but if you look at those players individually, they as good as the so-called A side. Those guys can slot into an A side into into a Springbok side at any given day, and they just they they as good as the players mm-hmm. or the the number one selection. No, I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, if you if you listen and read social media and, and what's happening in, in the Springbok squad, then you hear how the coaching staff have given certain individual players specific roles in the side, how they motivate each other. And, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal to hear a guy like Elton Yankees, for argument's sake, that if you think about it, doesn't add much game time either and he's one of the seasoned players. I mean he rates the side and there are people within the squad and so forth. I mean a guy like Jasper Visa speaks volumes about Dwayne Vermeulen and I mean he's not in theory part of a playing squad, Dwayne Vermeulen. Yet he's imparting so much knowledge into some of the players and, and that is what this team thrives on, you know, the motivation behind everything and the and the willingness and the desire to succeed for this specific Springbok side is, is next to none. And, I mean, I think South African rugby is, is in a good space at the moment. Yes, there's a lot of negativity around how we play and what we do. Um, but I think in itself, that motivates the South Africans yes. to do better and better. And, and you know what, as a coach myself, um, I would sooner be criticised as playing a boring game and winning week in and week out than being praised on the one hand um, as to shish, you guys play a, a, a good brand of rugby, but yes. you're not winning because ultimately, winning pays pays a salary at the end of the day. And you know, from from a spectator point of view, it's like chess. I mean, I I coach as well, and um, you know, you look at it slightly different to a proper spectator, I suppose, if I can call it like that. And I I actually I thrive on it. Now, I'd love to see. New Zealand and and South Africa play because now it's two different sides of the world in the sense of playing style, and they will be judged on on how good we really are. Oh. Talking about that now, New Zealand again beating Australia, fifty seven twenty two, and um, if I'm not mistaken, it's they the Bladdersloe Cup winners yeah. now for nineteen years consecutive consecutive years, years. Yeah. nineteen years running. Crazy, it is crazy. Now talking on that. Um, South Africa, Springboks and Argentina um, going down to, to Australia to go and play in the, in the Championship Cup. 
Are we? Are we going to go down? Yeah. Is it going to happen? Yeah. Is so it not going to happen? Yeah, it's it's crazy times happening in, in in the world of rugby at the moment. You know, um, we'll we'll get to this early, a little bit later on from a South African point of view, but. New Zealand and Australia have now gone into to lockdown. There's no club rugby in, in either country. Um, so South Africa and Argentina are climbing onto the same plane to keep it in that bubble to yes. and depart on Sunday, I think it is, to Australasia. party on that plane. I tell you. <laughs> and then, um, well, one's going to be happy and the other one's not too happy, I suppose. But um, then... Then when they get to to Australasia, or to Argent, uh, sorry, to Australia, um, obviously South Africa need to go into a two-week um, isolation process. Um, where the problem arrives now is that New Zealand, because they've gone into lockdown, and Australia are in lockdown. New Zealand are supposed to be playing Australia in two weeks' time. They're only leaving to Australia on. On Sunday, so there's no two weeks for them to be in isolation. So there's a question mark around that. Other question marks is obviously there's the Springboks were supposed to play New Zealand in New Zealand, two yes. test matches, which is now not happening. And the thought process is currently that it will happen in Perth, I think it is. Um, but there's other rumours now as well because Australia is going into lockdown, and their and their areas are. are Possibly also not going to be able to to host these games. Now they're looking at going to Europe somewhere. So I think the whole championship is is in a in a, in a question phase at the moment um, as to where it's going to happen and the way things are going now with the infection rates climbing like that. Is it still going to happen? Mm-hmm. So you know, who wants to be a rugby player in in that space because uh, you can only take one game at a time. And then the last thing with that is all these guys that are going outside of South Africa and New Zealand now have to go and tour for the next two or three months because yes. the end of the year tours are also taking place. So it's a very difficult time for them. Um, you know, it's like the British and Irish lines found when they were here. Um, it's not the same touring like you normally tour. You can't go out. You're yes. fixed in your bubble the whole time. And you can just imagine that, you know, playing the game is one thing, but it, surely it can't be a nice tour. Uh, well, it's also something that um, Jason van Rooyen explained last week um, about being in the in the Olympian um, village or the Olympic village, that you couldn't go anywhere and and, and you had to stay there. So the the tour actually becomes a bit boring because yeah, you're only there for the sport. And this is going to happen with the with the Springboks and Argentina and all the guys touring now. Um, you can't go anywhere, and it also makes it difficult for for the coaching staff to bring players in and out like they used to do in the, in in the past to bring players mm-hmm. in and out of the um, out of the country, now they can't just do that. If you want to take a player out and you need to replace him with another player, you've got to go through that whole COVID process again. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's why Jacques Ninaba opted. I think there's three extra players that they brought into the Springbok squad to take them overseas. So we go with an extended squad. I think it's 47 or 45 players. Yeah, for that same reason. You have to. You, um, once they're in the bubble and they start playing, you can't correct. bring them in Which and out. Because and isolation is, is yes, 14 days. You know, so, and part of, this, part of the sad story around this is, you know, there's many, many players that might not have toured that part of the world. Yes. And, and all these countries are, are proud countries and they've got some nice places to showcase and that. And the poor players can't go and see it. You know, no, can't a guy explore. Like you, you were talking about Jasper Visser. I mean, he will go on his first Bok tour with a box going down under and 
he can't go anywhere. Mm. He's going to be in the hotel and yeah, all those traditions, you know, whatever they yeah. are, um, would now obviously be on the sidelines. So, um, and you know, part of that is, is as a as a rugby player, um, you need to get your mind mindset away from rugby a little bit as well and, yes. and yeah. chill, you know. So they won't have that, and I, I can just imagine. Being in a hotel week in and week out for two, three, four months must be heck of a frustrating. Oh, we're talking about the players now. You know, traditionally tours like these, um, the players would have been allowed to go and do um, development camps and and uh, coaching and um, just uplift the the local communities. Whereas now you're not even allowed to go out of your hotel. So. Not, none of that's happening. Uh, and you know, other, other than that, from a from a players putting back perspective, um, traditionally you have a training facility, maybe one session only, where the spectators can actually come yes. and have a look at whatever you showcase. You know, so we go to Australia for argument's sake. Now the world champions arrive there. People want to see what they're doing. Um, the players take a lot of motivation out of that as well. Um, so now the players can't get it, the, the spectators can't get it, so it's actually very Nobody, sad. No, it is sad. But so. it is what it is, and, you know, we're just thankful that, that for now there's still some rugby and it's proper international rugby taking place, and let's hope South Africa can defend their title. Let's see, hopefully. Then moving moving on to club rugby and especially local KZN club rugby, unfortunately... The announcements was made that club rugby is suspended indefinitely. Um, so no club rugby, no practice, no training sessions, no matches. I know you as a coach now sit here and uh, it's sad. It's very sad. Your thoughts? Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, a lot of preparation has gone into, well, look, we've only been back for the last three weeks, three I think weeks, it is. Yes. Um, so a lot of preparation from all clubs and all coaches and all administrators have have gone into to this. Um, I think we all we all knew it's inevitable. Yes. Uh, we just didn't know when it was going to happen, and um, unfortunately, we are in a position now where KZNRU um, this week announced that club rugby is obviously stopped. Um, there's still provinces in South Africa that are playing. But because of the infection rate in, in KZN rising daily, um, that's a decision that was made. You know, unfortunately, there's there's a few clubs where players have tested positive. And ultimately, I think the right the right decision was made. Um, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is lose a rugby player due to COVID and because we played a game or so, you know. So um, we are not professional either. It's amateur. The guys do it for the love of the game. But it's a setback, unfortunately. You know, you, you want to be out on the field and the, and the youngsters want to play and, and so on and so forth. But it's what it is. Um, if you take the positive out of that, it gives you a few months now to start preparing for next year as to when it's going to start is a question mark. Um, but at least you can start planning and preparing for that, you know. And just be thankful for the last few weeks that we've had to, to be back on the park and see the youngsters running around and enjoying training and so forth. Um, and good luck to, to the other provinces that are that are still playing and may they all be safe. Yes, there was some talk 
yesterday and today about um, KZN, are you maybe allowing certain areas within KZN that are not within the the midst of the the numbers um, to break it out and uh, break it up in in in, in um, different areas and allow certain like Zululand maybe or uh, northern KZN if their numbers are not in line with the rest of KZN and they are to allow them to play at least um, or if you go south um, what what's your feeling with regards to maybe something like that? Well I suppose it's the same as all the other provinces you know if they fall within that space where their rate is acceptable if there can ever be something like that um, I can't see why not, because as I said, the other provinces do the same. Um, I think they monitor it on a daily basis. Yes. You know, if you look at New Zealand now, for argument's sake, um, a week ago, or call it two weeks ago, they had no positive cases, then they had one. They're sitting on 22 now, and they close New Zealand down. So, I mean, if you monitor it aggressively like that, then I suppose you can you can still control it. Where do you draw the line, though? Is that one possible a fatal one? Um, you know, how do you how do you work around that? But I suppose you know, like we've been going on, if 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 they can play and and they test properly and everything is okay, then I suppose it's like us when we did when we discussed this, we decided, yes. you know, from a personal point of view, maybe it's not a good thing, good but thing. from a rugby point of view, one should play. And you never know. In hindsight, you always come up with with better yeah. suggestions, I suppose. But you know, if they do go with that, I won't as a as a as a rugby coach or a rugby player in a in a space where there is higher infections, I won't necessarily think it's a negative and they can't play because we can't play, you know. So rugby is rugby. The guys must enjoy themselves. The Lord gave them that talent and uh let them let them play and good luck to them. So I would I would vote for that if, if it was us in that area. Yes. So for now, Club rugby is suspended. Um, it looks like world rugby is going to go a similar route or heading in that direction. Let's hope that at least international rugby will continue. No, I agree because as we spoke earlier, I mean, both yes. New Zealand and Australia yeah. have also stopped their, yes. their club their rugby. Club you know, rugby yes. so, um, and I can just imagine different areas in the world do. Well, let's hope we've got something to talk about next week. <laughs> Definitely. Well, other, <laughs> other than COVID. <laughs> inter, inter, international rugby, may that continue. <laughs> may that continue. Um, and then you've got some some other news here. Yeah, it's not uh, actually good news to talk about. Um, just uh, from, a, from a rugby family perspective and obviously from Touchline, uh, we just want to wish the, the following people well. Um, the Georgian head coach, and I hope I can pronounce this properly, Levon Maishasvili. Um, he's still in South Africa. Um, the Georgians toured South Africa to play yes. in Test Match Rugby, I think it was nearly um, six weeks ago. Of which we only played the one test. Yes, and in that test, yes. obviously, there's a few people that, that tested positive. He, unfortunately, was one of them. So Georgians have gone home. He's still in, in South Africa, still in hospital in, in quite a bad state. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. Yes. And, you know, from a rugby point of view, uh, we never want to see any of our people suffer or anything like that. So we wish him well and, and recover 
well and and hopefully he'll be out of hospital soon and return to his family just just on that point mock um we all talk about covid where you're not allowed to go and visit your family in your hosp- in in hospital but normally they're very close to you and you you know where they are in this case now this he's he's in a different country yeah. Yeah, he's there, there's no family here and as you said now even the the georgian side has gone back to georgia so there's nobody for this man yeah no, it's terrible you know and and you know you're in a foreign country foreign country foreign yeah, place foreign and, people and, foreign and, language yeah 100% and i mean covid you know when it comes to breathing and all of that you're not in a good space yes um you know and and the sad part is he's lying yeah his family are at home they concerned yes you can communicate and, and and whatever with whoever but it's not the same you know if 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 one of us had to be in hospital, also not the same because your family can't come and visit. But at least they're there. Yes. Where this is many miles away, you know. So it's it's very really sad. It's similar to the Springboks now. If or whoever tours wherever they go, one of them falls ill, they can't come back. They need to stay yes. there, and it's it's actually terrible. It is terrible. Then uh, just the last one is also very very sad. Uh, Totai Kefu, that uh, played many, many tests for, for the Wallabies. He's the Tongan, Tongan coach. Um, he was viciously attacked in his Brisbane home in the week. Um, obviously, a house robbery. Uh, we, him and his, and his family, his wife and his kids were actually stabbed multiple times. Um, he was in a very, very serious condition as well in, in hospital there. Uh, the read today that thankfully he was now discharged yes. after a few operations and being stitched up and that and we just want to wish him and his well and his family well as well and obviously 100% recovery and and we pray for for all of them too and you know something like this the sad part is uh, they've arrested a 15 year old boy that was part of that attack um, and it's crazy that, that society yes. that happens in society you know but be it as it may, um, the Lord's been good to, to him as well, being released out of hospital. And, and as I said, our prayers go with him and and Levan from Georgia. And may they both recover full. And obviously, Totai's family, may they Definitely. all recover full, not only from the injuries, but the psychological yeah. impact that it's had in yes. their lives. You know, So good luck to all of them. And yeah, from Touchline and from a rugby family point of view, we wish both of them well. Sad to talk about things like this in a in a rugby show. Mark, thank you again. Thanks for your thoughts and um, your insight in 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 rugby. Um, always a pleasure listening to to what you have to say. Yeah, guys, thanks uh, yet again. It's it's always nice being in studio and and chatting. And obviously tonight we didn't have uh, a special guest in studio, and everyone can watch the space because we got some. Exciting ones lined up, yes. but be it as it may, um, rugby, rugby will always be here when you and I aren't here anymore. And and you know we just want to get that out there to to the people to hear in the different parts of the world, be it good or bad. Um, but always nice being in studio, nice chatting to you, and enjoy your enjoy your rugby weekend. I will certainly do. Thank you very much for tuning in to Touchline. From myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.